I was very happy to have an Orange Sox interview with Angie on the phone about her daughter Ruby, who has Strom syndrome, a very rare condition. Angie, thank you very much for taking the time to, to talk with me about your daughter Ruby. Can you tell me, when did you find out that Ruby had Strom syndrome? Sure. Well, I found out when she was in the NICU that she had a rare genetic condition. However, at the time, it did not have a name, and it was just a listing of the various symptoms that she had. But it goes back to when I was pregnant with her. I found out um, at my first ultrasound that she was not developing properly. Her head was smaller than it should be. And at that point, I was referred to a perinatologist. The news just kept getting worse and worse. They thought at one point that she had a trisomy 18 or 13. And so they encouraged me to do an amnio, and I did. I didn't want to, but I did it after being pressured pretty significantly. And that came back normal. The doctor still said that they didn't know if she would live to her birth. At one point I was offered, you know, abortion, and I said no. And then actually I was just on the internet. I would say a year ago, someone had told me that the condition had a name and that they knew someone else who had the same condition as Ruby. And so I went and looked it up and sure enough, it had gotten a name over the years. So that was kind of a cool experience. And now I can reach out to other people to see if they have that condition as well. So uh, was R Ruby born without uh, issues or did she have complications at birth? Yeah, she had a lot of complications at birth. So through the course of my pregnancy, we discovered that she had uh, bowel obstruction. You know, they told me she would need to have surgery after she was born to fix the bowel obstruction. And that's a part of Strom syndrome is that they have microcephaly, vision impairment, and bowel issues and hers was a bowel obstruction so she wasn't you know when she was born she wasn't able to eat because she would just throw it up right away she had surgery done when she was four days old but we also discovered that she had a vision impairment like the first day she was born she was just really slow to develop um, she cried a lot and then after her surgery she had to stay in the hospital for she was in the hospital for 56 days to grow because she was born at three pounds nine ounces she needed to gain weight and learn how to eat you know we were a lot of ups and downs in the NICU with just getting healthy enough to go home. That's amazing. Um, how old is she now? 12. Oh, wow. So in these 12 years, what have been the hard things that she and, and your family or, and you have gone through? Well, I think that, you know, the hardest, I mean, there's been a lot of hard things, but, you know, being having a child in the NICU is one of the hardest experiences that a parent can go through and having to leave your child there I'm a single mom, and so I think that was particularly difficult for me. My family is really supportive, but going through that alone was so challenging. And then when she came home, it was appointment after appointment, you know, every day having to go to a different doctor. And at the beginning especially, it was so touch and go of what's going on with her because she had all these things, but it had never been documented, you know, before at least we didn't find the 
information. Or, you know, with Down syndrome, a lot of kids have had that. And so there's charts and graphs. And so we were kind of going blind. And so it was finding the right doctors, getting to those appointments on my own. My mom was there for me. My parents were there for me and my sister. But, you know, a lot of it I had to do on my own. I think once we got through the initial medical stuff, then it was coming to terms for me with the diagnosis and trying to find our normal, you know, what is normal for us and starting school. <laughs> is she going to be bullied? Will she be accepted? You know, will she thrive in school? I would say, I mean, there's been challenges every step of the way, but it's also been amazing. Well, which then leads to my next question is, uh, what have been the joys over the last 12 years? I think for me, the biggest joys have been the fact that there were so many, so many doctors said, you know, prepare for the worst. Ruby is probably not going to walk. She's probably not going to talk. Time after time, Ruby has proven them wrong. And the most amazing thing for me has been that just the right people have come into our lives to help us to achieve these things. I used to worry so much about, you know, would she be able to go to school or daycare or, you know, just just those normal things that we think, you know, our kids are going to do. And it feels like every time I would be so worried, just the right resource and person or clinic or whatever would come into our lives and would give us the ability to make it happen. And I, that has been so incredible. I mean, just the people that have rallied around us and, um, you know, the joy and the inclusion piece for me has been huge in school um, because I worried so much that she would be bullied and that she would not have any friends. And I am not bragging about her, but I would say she is one of the most popular kids at school. And she is so well-loved. We had a recent experience with using social media that has been really amazing. And I can go into detail on that if you want to know more about sure. that. It's go pretty ahead. cool. Go ahead. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I've had an Instagram account for a long time. Like, I would say a little bit over a year. And I've been posting videos and things about Ruby, and um, but I've never really done anything with, like, hashtagging um, or anything like that. And I met a woman online who runs an account where she features different diagnoses. And it reminds me a lot of what you guys are doing, you know, outreach and setting awareness. And her and I, she encouraged me to start sharing Ruby's story more broadly. And so she featured Ruby's story on her website. And overnight, I got like a couple hundred new followers, and it was amazing. And so I started sharing more and more. And then um, last week, I decided to share a, a video of Ruby doing a Q&A with me about some questions that our followers had for her. Some of the questions were like, what's your favorite animal? Who's your favorite? What's, um, what does your dog follow like? You know, who's your favorite person? <laughs> and so I recorded this really simple Q&A with Ruby and posted it on my Instagram account. And the next morning, I woke up and it had 40,000 views. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is going on here? <laughs> and um, I knew then over the course of the next three days, it got over a half a million views. It got like a thousand comments. I went from having 700 followers to having almost 13,000 today. I decided that 
I was kind of, you know, I was so excited about all this attention, but I wanted it to matter. I wanted it to matter for Ruby. And so people were asking me, what can we do for Ruby? We want to do something for her. And so I decided to start a GoFundMe for her because I've always wanted to get her a service dog to help her with, you know, mobility and independence. And so I thought, I'll just put this out there, see what happens. And I put up a GoFundMe page on Thursday and the goal was $15,000. And we raised the money by, I believe it was Saturday or Sunday morning. So in three days, we raised over $15,000 for Ruby to get a service dog. And it was like, I mean, I can't even describe the amazing experience that we went through in doing that. And we've been on the news since then. They came and interviewed us. And so... I just feel so blessed that the outpouring of love and acceptance that we've seen. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing it. Um, I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious what um, what impact has uh, Ruby's life had on your immediate family or friends or the neighbors? I think that Ruby has totally united our family. I think that she has brought so much joy to all of us and. I think that truly going through that really hard experience of her not almost making it and all of that, it was so hard for our family at the time, but it strengthened us and it it brought us so close together that I think now we feel like we can get through anything together, you know, as a family because we've already been through such a hard time. And um, as Ruby has grown and developed and gotten her own cute, unlovable personality, she has blessed so many other people despite her smile and her laugh, and I, I mean, she's just like a joy bringer. That's all I can say. She brings joy wherever she goes, and I just feel so blessed to be her mom. That's great. So if I came to you just having found out that my child had Strom syndrome or has been diagnosed with Strom syndrome, what advice would you give me? Oh, I guess I would say that you've been given an incredible gift and an incredible responsibility because it seems so hard right now. You don't know what to expect. You're probably scared out of your mind, but I promise you that if you keep the faith and you allow your journey to unfold, that you will be blessed with incredible miracles and amazing experiences that will enrich your life in ways that you never thought imaginable. You know, and it's gonna be really hard at times and you're gonna think, why? <laughs> why is why me? But I think that those challenges really strengthen you and they help you become the person that you you were meant to be. Because kids like Ruby, they you can't focus on the things that don't matter. You know, you can't focus on keeping up with the Joneses and material possessions and all of those things like all that matters is that you have to keep doing what's best for your child and and i would just say take it one day at a time and pray and whatever you believe in you know try to focus on that and watch your child become something amazing no matter what their ability is you know every kid has something to give the world and you got you get to be the the person who shows everybody that now and it's an awesome thing that's great advice thank you so you made a decision uh, not to abort 
Ruby, when, when you were given the chance, when issues were discovered in utero, you have had a journey that's uh, been fraught with various difficulties as well as, as blessings, and, and now she's 12 years old. Has the journey been worth it? Oh yeah, I would. I have been asked if I would change anything, would I do it? And I say every single time that I wouldn't. I think that this is exactly what my life was supposed to be. And I think that Ruby has her own unique role in this world. And I understand that some people might think that, that you know, they wish she would be typical. And why wouldn't I think that? But I know that Ruby has love and joy in her life. And that, that her role is that it, too, to give it back to everyone. And so I would, I would never change a single thing about this journey. It was 100% worth it. That's super. Um, any final thoughts? I guess I just, I remember feeling so alone when I was first, you know, when Ruby was first born. And I just think we are so blessed now to live in a world where social media can be used for good. You know, what you guys are doing and, you know, it, it is amazing. And we are so lucky to be able to come together on a platform like yours, share our stories. And I think that I used to hide away a little bit. I used to think that we needed to be, you know, not... I didn't want to share Ruby because I was afraid of like the people not being accepting of her. But I found my own healing in sharing her story. And I encourage other parents to share their stories in a way that feels right to them because I do think there's a lot of personal healing in that and connecting with other families. Oh, that's super. Thank you so much for speaking with me. It's been an honor.